welcome to today's episode of Did She Really Say That? A podcast that's transforming the world of female business and entrepreneurship, questioning everything we think we know about being a female in business. And so we're excited because we are hosting a new series interviewing fabulous women Mm -hmm. around the world, around the globe, and in our own backyard around really what their expertise is and being a female entrepreneur and breaking through all those limiting barriers we've been holding on to and saying, um, no, I was about to say F that. And I think I will anyway. So F that because it's time that women really get to understand through language and through fun what it is. I am your co-host in this episode from Truth Bomb Academy. My name is Chef Katrina. I'm joined by my co-host, Heidi Muma. She knows who she is. Nice to start. That's a good start. It is. And we're excited because we have Natalie joining us today, who is a phenom. She is a power woman. She is brilliant. She is genius. She loves helping women join and introduce them into the world of financial education, right? Because we think we don't have a seat at the table. The thing is, ladies, we've had the seat at the table. Mm. We just didn't know we had it. And so we have questions around money, finances, breaking through grants, all that stuff that we think is hidden from us. And we go, where is it? And Natalie's like, "Mm -mm, girl, it is all here for you. Let's get this information out. So Natalie, welcome and thank you for joining us on Did She Really Say That? I love it. Thank you for having me, ladies. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Let's shake it up. Yeah, yeah we, totally. We are so excited and I'm so thankful that and grateful that you um, agreed to join us here on the podcast. I know it's like when um, we met through a platform called Alignable, which was, was just a fantastic platform. And I was like, I was really drawn. I was like, when I saw your post and I saw your information, I was just like, wow, this girl's got some energy. And I was just like, I really wanted to get to know her. And honestly, it's like, you know, you see things about, for me, I was like, I see grants all the time. And I'm like, but they're always like, there's a hick, there's either, it's either a scam or just that it's money, <laughs> just that it's money or it's just for nonprofits, which are fantastic. But where, but you always hear about all this money that's available. And I was just like, it seems like it's impossible <laughs> to access. So, but Natalie was like, we had this conversation with Natalie and we just walked away. We were like, well, we need to have more conversations with her because she's totally authentic legit it was just the energy in the conversation was just like this needs to continue Mm -hmm. and I was like so Natalie tell us a little bit about what you actually do and how it um it's like it works (laughs) yeah yeah so uh I run a disruptive consulting house called NPI consulting and I say disruptive because the way we used to do things isn't working anymore. Mm. And so where we are uh, using positive disruption to change how we make an impact. And our true focus and mission is to educate, elevate, and empower communities and businesses. So I am a I am a grant writer and I do do technical assistance, which both worlds, one is more foundational, one is more of the for-profit bid and proposal side of the world. Mm-hmm. Um But I got into this, honestly, because I was really good at building evaluation plans. It was not because I was an actual grant writer. So I've been very much so around strategy, ideation, and design, uh, and then kind of fell in to being a grant writer. Mm -hmm. So um, as I'm transitioning and building and iterating with business, my focus is truly on that education side of how can I get you all of the resources that you need? when you're going after funding. 
author that is translating language, that is finding the right funding, mm. or genuinely being like, that's a bad idea. <laughs> oh, don't Wait, waste bad ideas and grant writing and funding and things like that. Really bad ideas? Listen, well, <laughs> <laughs> there are some really interesting things and there are really awesome opportunities out there. But then I always remind folks, they're like, Natalie, I've been applying and I've never gotten any funding. And I'm like, where did you apply? Hmm. And they're like, ah, uh, Amber Grants, hello, Alice, I fund women. Um, and like, you know, you're very high level. Every every single woman in the country who has left corporate and started their own business is now eligible for. Hmm. They've applied to those. And I was like, yeah, you do know that women are the highest growing demographic of business owners in the United States, right? Yeah. So that's like you and everybody. Mm. No, I mean, how is it possible if they have a pot of $30,000 and we all get 5K of the 2,000 people maybe that applied? Yeah. Your odds are very low. So that's what I mean by bad ideas, right? Like, and it's, and then that becomes very um, discouraging. Mm. And then you're like, well, it just must not be for me. (laughs) And so mine is like, but did you think about the funding over here on this side. And they're like, well, no, I didn't even know it existed. Exactly. So that's what I mean by educate and then elevating, right? Elevating and shifting your mindset, getting into that growth mindset, and then making it so that you're empowered that you can go and do this without me. Yeah. Well, and the thing is too, for a lot of women, I think that financial education is still something that we don't have a hundred percent like exposure to so sometimes and I found for myself even when running a business and starting up even truth bomb I didn't know the financial questions to have or to ask Mm. so even being in business doesn't necessarily say that you are the financial savvy in there you might have a general basis around business knowledge but to really know and understand how all that financial works it's not a one woman job right like you have to be able to source other individuals and if you think as a business, you're going to be able to figure it all out while you're running your business, I'm going to say, <laughs> no, <laughs> big lie. And I, yeah, so now it's like, girl, no, don't even, no, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that it's, uh, and I love what you said too, because my, I just made a post about budgets. Mm-hmm. And when I remember I had this client and um, in the grant, one of the line items uh, I have usually listed out is like, Printing, copying, mailings, something like that. And they removed it. I was like, wait, so in a year, you're never going to print anything ever? Because if you don't tell them how you're going to spend the money, you can't spend that money. on Right. Right? Right. And so it was just this moment of, well, I could maybe. And I'm like, well, you can't if you don't ask it, if you don't ask for it. Right. So it's, that's the part of like the financial processing that I go through with folks of if you didn't tell them this is how you're going to spend their money you you can't spend their money I mean or you can and just never get it again oh yeah and I remember during our conversation you had mentioned about how women struggle to get finances because of how they go through or write up their financial um finance financials for like going to the banks or even, or for, or for requesting grants. And so like, what have you, what lesson or what have you learned about that? 
Oh my gosh. Okay. So, uh, score, um, if you're, if everybody's yeah. familiar with it, beautiful. Okay. So I'm at a score women's business conference and I met this lovely woman. Um, she worked for one of the banks here in, in Austin. And I was like, Ooh, this is my moment because I'm in the room and I'm going to be like, wag my little church finger and be like, <laughs> shame on you all as though she's the representative of all banks. Right. <laughs> like shame on you individual. Yeah. For the banking system. And so I get, I did, I got on my soapbox and I was like, I'm very disappointed that you all are not getting funding to women. And I, she's kind, she's just listening. She's smiling. She's nodding. And after I was done, I was like, mm, that was good. <laughs> you know? And she was like, okay, so if you'll allow me, let me tell you what we see. Mm. And she said, you know, women will come in with a full business plan that has been carefully curated. There's cover from cover to cover. Mm -hmm. It's thorough. It's detailed. It's beautiful like presentation wise. But when we get to the financials, you've, you haven't shown us how you're going to make enough money and pay us back. Mm -hmm. So we see that and we're like, mm, as, as put together as you are, your plan to pay us isn't as put together because we've probably undervalued our work mm -hmm. and said, oh, it's okay. You know, typically, theoretically, it just only costs me this much to do things, uh -huh. but you haven't considered how much you aren't paying yourself. Right. So then she said on the flip side, and this, I might be changing up the language a little bit, but She's like, men come in with basically a crumpled napkin and they're like, this is my business plan. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm going to do. But when it comes to the money, they are like, we're going to charge 200, 200% over the market value. We are, we already have X amount of dollars, you know, potentially to be invested, whether they do or they don't, right? Nobody knows. But then they're like, and we're going to sell this t-shirt for $58, even though it costs us only $10 to make. And the bank is like, well, sure, that's a, that's a great markup yeah. and you'll be able to pay us back. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's like that moment of, oh, that was me. I went into the bank and I had my best businesswoman outfit on and I handed them over, you know, my, my written copy. I had emailed them previously, all of my digital copies. And he was like, this is really great. You uh, haven't been in business for two years. I can't do anything. Mm. And I was just like, what? What? What do you mean? I, I, do you see what the work that I've done? And he's like, yeah, I do. And it's wonderful work. But you like, and so it's even that part, right? I think we, we, there's so much information that is thrown at us mm -hmm. in very masculine tones. Yes. And it's like, Okay, I heard that the fourth time. And what they really meant to say the fourth time was you have to be in business for two years, but they never actually said you have to be in business for two years. So that's lesson learned. <laughs> so lesson to all of our listeners, yeah. right? That yeah. is like, if you are in business two years. So this is why I always say, if you have an idea for a business, open an LLC, just get a name established, put it down because even if it's not a cash flow yet, the establishment of happiness is a workaround, right? Like yeah. this is a little, if you've got the idea, get the LLC, get it established because so many of us women work without that business entity. 
We do the sole proprietorship thinking we'll get this all figured out. I'm not ready for the legal yet, but that's really how you're going to get that money that you need. You've got to establish the business. And now these like big, they're all sparkling glittery. I love it. So continue. No, that, I mean, that is, so the, I had actually been a private consultant Mm. as a, with my sole proprietorship had, I kept that name and like, if I had just kept it in my name or the name that I had, um, I would have been eligible. But I was like, no, I don't really like it. As if I was trying to file my LLC, someone else already had the name. And so I changed my business name. So you have to start all over. <laughs> had to start all over. And he was like, yes, you are showing me back to like 2018. This was like a year and a year ago ish. He's like, yes, you're showing me all the way back to 2018, but you're you're also showing me where your business name changed or how you do business changed. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So even that aspect of I didn't even know. And he's like, maybe, but then I had changed it a little bit too differently. Right. There's always that like little lot, fine item, yeah. fine line that's like maybe, but I had gone from uh P squared incorporated to authentic inclusion consulting. Nothing alike. Nothing alike. So is Nothing. it the same? So you're talking about like banks. Is it the same thing for grants as far as the longevity of a business? Like, can you get a grant as a very startup with no income? <laughs> or is it like you have to have that substantiated business in, with grants? No, no, no. I mean, there are, I, I always um, hype them up and they don't pay me to do this, but <laughs> <laughs> their their COO will make this very clear. She's like, she yeah. does not, you do not pay. <laughs> um, so Zen business. So if you're starting your LLC, there's like Legal Zoom, there's the Secretary mm-hmm. of State, and then there's this other company called Zen Business, and uh, that's where I started my my LLC. And they actually have a five thousand dollar grant that they offer. Mm-hmm. And what I ended up finding out from building the relationship was, which is the other piece about grants, building the relationship, mm-hmm. that can even just be you're blowing them up with emails, but they know your name. Mm. Um, and she's like, I was like, hey, you know, I submitted. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite customer here. And they're like, yeah, but th- th- we are looking for people who have just started, Natalie, like fresh fresh into business you've been doing it for like almost two years now and I was like what <laughs> the bank says I gotta be in for two years you're telling me you have any business okay so there are some funders to answer you very directly Heidi like there are some funders who say this is exactly who we're looking for mm. not really we want to help you curate the idea yeah um versus you coming to us and saying like help me keep the idea going Mm, okay Mm -hmm. and now and then the other piece I would say with grants is there is a ton of money out there but it's finding the things that are right for your business yeah so if you are and I say this from a variety of different perspectives but if you are a women-owned business do you have your women-owned business certification there's a women-owned business certification yeah the WBE. So you can actually get that through WeBank, which is W-B-E-N-C, WeBank, which is the Women's Business Inter- uh, Women's Business Enterprise National Council. 
Don't quote me on no. the last word. Weeb. It could be so Weeb. Mm -hmm. W-B-E-N-C. Okay. Yeah. And they is they are a, a national certifi certifier. So there's three different levels. You can go national, uh, which you do have to pay for. But that I think WeBank does a, a two-year certification. Okay. okay. Then you can do the city level, which is specific, right? So if you want to be a vendor for your local city, your city right. that you live in, they also do it for free. Okay. Okay. And then there's the state level, but they only do things like your historically underutilized businesses mm -hmm. or like if you're a veteran, they do the veteran certifications or the, the disabled veteran certifications. Okay. So there's all of these different levels depending on what it is that you want to do. But as okay. Even if you go into like a Hello Alice grant right now, if you go into the application, they've added this new section that's like, do you have any certifications? And you'll start to see. So there's like a minority specific council. There's a women specific council. Uh, and then, of course, the state level for your veterans and your your um, think of like your more um, landscapers, your construction-esque folks, yeah. providers those would be your historically underutilized, um, your hub certification. Yeah, yeah. And then like the city level, which is specifically working for them. And you'll see those little bubbles and you can like pick which ones you've done. Okay. Um, so yeah, that is one of the ways to set yourself above uh, the rest of the applications. Um, but then sometimes like those are the only times you'll know about the funding because they have some sort of relationship with that mm -hmm. council or with that economic mm -hmm. interesting oh. so i have a question for you because uh, i know that there's a variety of different businesses and women typically get into service-based businesses i would say is majority of what we do um i know a lot of us at least in, in kind of our group that follows us a lot of coaches a lot of course creators a lot of the in the digital space like stay-at-home moms kind of a thing that are looking for that is there still grant money available to them or does it have to be specific? Because when I hear things like state, local level, I'm thinking, okay, I've got to be in like technology. I've got to be in FinTech. I've got to be um, in like a brick and mortar type of business space. So that's what I hear sometimes a lot of with association with grants. So true or false, I guess, is the question. I would say it's, it's both. There right. are, there is funding and there's not funding. They're from grant from the grant side of things. The mm -hmm. thing I would say is to shift from thinking only about grants. Gotcha. Because for instance, if you are a coach who I'll use a very specific bid opportunity, um, the Dallas Fort Worth airport, Dallas Fort Worth airport put out a proposal requesting um, strategy um business development strategists mm -hmm. who could work with their leaders and they wanted that person or persons to have written a book um done this frequently right some sort of coaching-esque yeah. method that they could bring in to help the their executive count their executive board um become growth mindset thinkers mm -hmm which is, I think, language I've only learned from women. So, <laughs> so, and this was like a, you know, a, truly just to ask for a workshop. That was really what this proposal was. 
They mm-hmm. needed a workshop done over, I think, 45 days or so. Like they needed multiple workshops done. So is that a grant? No. Are you getting paid really, really well to do yeah. the thing business does already? Yes. And the only extra special thing you need to have is like you've written a book or this is just your thing. Like mm-hmm. I've developed this model or this methodology and this is what I use to teach everybody. There's your option. There's your yeah. opportunity. Because now you've just locked in one, a large client, mm-hmm. two, you they all know you now. So when they have to come back and do their professional development training, relationship built. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so that is like, that's the difference between, yes, there are grants available, but there's so much more money accessible as well that I don't think we talk about enough. Yeah, I agree. And so, yes, like for instance, um, and then the one thing I'll say, I worked with this lovely woman out in Colorado. She is also uh, a mental health professional and she's like, we have, I'm the extra layer, right? So once they still need that in-house support, I offer this thing. And I was like, yeah, but where's the tracking? Mm. This, this is a service, but how do you show your impact? How do you tell them they need to keep paying you? How, like, where are the opportunities? And so what we ended up doing was making almost, you know, you, you take it back to like a, a, how we usually teach. Most women teach what Mm -hmm. we do, right? So how would you teach and what are those levels? And that was how we rewrote her grant to her applications to say, here's how I go from a 10 or 15K award to like 130K award. Yep. It, it's the ascension process. That's what I've heard it called out is the ascension process. It's the stair stepping of what is it that you do and how would you stair step people through this? Because that's, that's your guide. I mean, women are guides. Mm-hmm. We actually, if we looked at how we look and we learn how we do things, we are the guides for this. So how can we guide you through this multi-step process? Um, and that was one of my favorite things. Like when I was working for companies, I was like, year one, you're going to learn this. Year two, you're going to learn this. Year three, like it literally yeah. it was a year long. It's just like if you go to 12 years of school, yeah. right? And, mm-hmm. and then some, how many years of schooling have people gone through? Well, the thing with education in general is it usually does take you a year nine months to a year to really grasp the understanding, the knowledge. And then what is your, that's why they have like in our different professions, they have ongoing continual education. A CPA has to have Mm -hmm. continual education. Doctors have to have continual education. Like shouldn't you have a continual education for your brother? Just saying. It is. No, I mean, that's, and that's it, right? That's how you, and I feel like the other piece that when it comes to grants, a lot of the time we don't talk about the impact. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what funders want to know. Share a little bit about that. What do you mean by impact? Sure. So what does going through your truth bomb marketing process look like? Hmm. And then how do you show the impact that it's made? Right. Is that pre and post surveys? Is that um, some sort of like methodology that you're saying our client started here and they progressed to this level? They hit these barriers and here were our, our, our solutions or they were, they flew through it and now they're on their way of success. Right. Mm-hmm. That is how you talk about the impact. It's like, because ultimately funders want to be able to boast, right? Yeah. They're not investors. They don't care about getting their money back. They know that once they pay this money, it's gone. 
Yeah. Right. But they have to be able to say, Ooh, we were able to do this, 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 and this with our money. Mm. Bragging bragging rights. rights. Bragging rights. Don't do really well is brag about themselves. We don't. We We don't. don't. We and it's awful. And we have to have somebody brag for us. And then we're like, oh. Yes, I can. Then you feel awkward. Yeah, yes. It's bragging rights. They want bragging rights. We need to teach women to brag more. I think we need to have a workshop just to learn how to brag about yourself. (laughs) I'm happy to share this. I I also founded and hosted an international virtual community. And one of our community members actually brought in a brag document. Yes. And we did it during our personal wellness breakout of like, you have to write about bragging about yourself. Nice. And that was like what we did to remind each other, like you did that. Mm-hmm. Like, but you, but nobody knows you did it unless you tell somebody you did it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you have to literally let someone celebrate you and be okay as awkward. And be as, okay with it. As, oh, yeah, that, that. <laughs> awkward as it might feel, but like, yeah. Yeah, you. But those are the things that women. I think when you look at what we're doing as women in business, be, this goes a little bit beyond the financial, but it is the celebration of this. Mm. And I think a lot of times women don't celebrate their wins because they're always looking at, well, I didn't do this, or no. I let this go, or there's the shame and guilt around what you know the time they didn't get to spend with their family or something. Like there's always something that we will drag ourselves right back down into yeah. instead of the celebration. I love what you said about the bragging. I had another lady I was talking to, um, an accountant also, financial people, you guys are all like really into bragging all of a sudden. I love this mm-hmm. with all my females. Um, she's like, put up all your awards, hang every oh, yeah. single mm-hmm. award you got, put it in your house and get it up there. Like stop keeping them in the closet, stop putting them against the wall, put your awards on the freaking wall, like celebrate yourself and be like, I did do that. And I was like, yeah, cause I told her. And the reason I share this with you all is because at one point I was really good at bragging and then something happened right in the world of business that I got shamed or blamed for something. All of a sudden I didn't feel like I deserved all these awards and appreciations. So then they went on the floor and never on the wall. Right. Mm. And then you come back to it again. It's like, no, dang it. I am like this awesome individual person that, you know, like this, I'm a power woman. And then you put them back up again. So it's like, there's these ebbs and flows of like what we go through. So it is something when you have success, you don't always see it, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can't believe it and you feel like you're an imposter for it. And then what, like, we just, there's this sense as a female entrepreneur, it's like, am I doing this right? It doesn't fit into the norm. And I know we were talking about that earlier, Natalie, before we jumped on the podcast, right? How, you know, what is it that women are doing? And I think you said something really profound and I'd love for you to share it again. And it was about, you know, how we as women feel like we're not making it in this world, in this world of business and that we're struggling with mm-hmm. our, our place in all of this. And, and I think you, you said something, it was a mentor of yours said, so if you want to share that, cause this was really, really profound. Yeah. So I was, I was still working in corporate and I'm talking to this woman, very successful. She's one of our board members, highly accomplished woman. And I was like, you know, I just kind of feel like I'm an imposter in this space. And she was like, I need, I need you to stop. Mm. right now and don't finish that sentence because you're feeding into something that was created out of out of um 
trying to trying to put a title to something, right? We, so this imposter syndrome title is not an actual health related syndrome, right? It's something that we're telling ourselves. And she said, you know, the the system wasn't made for women to be in it in the first place. Whether you're in corporate or you're in business, it doesn't matter. You were women weren't weren't thought about mm-hmm. when when business was created, right? We were thought. And reality is, no, we weren't. We were thought we were supposed to stay at home make babies, cook, clean, be pretty in dresses all the time, perfect makeup, never complain, don't have a voice, right? I could keep going down this list. Oh, yeah. And all the women that are out there winning like that, go ahead, sis, you win in the realm that you're winning in. But it's not everybody, right? And so, like, the reminder is we we weren't given the opportunity to be there. They don't want us there now anyways, especially with our political climate. It's like... They're only here because we have to have them, right? So it's that reminder of you're not an imposter because you weren't in, you weren't supposed to be there in the first place. Mm-hmm. You weren't supposed to be included, right? And what you say is like you know it's like um, the women who are rocking it or doing it. It's like I think sometimes it's for a time. Like I did stay home with my kids, I did raise my kids, I homeschooled my kids, but it's for a time period. It's like you're believe me, your kids grow up, they're gone. Now, what do you do if yeah. your whole and I caught myself with this, you know, part of me is like, part of me is like, I knew who I was. And part of me got lost in that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and because everything was about them, it's where we're used to being in those support roles. Mm-hmm. We're in those support roles. We're supporting other people for their achievements. Yeah. I look at like raising my kids and I'm looking at like what my kids have achieved. Mm-hmm. And I'm so proud of them. And this is like, but what, who was I and what did I do inside of that? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's like, I, I, I've been looking at that more recently because I, people pointed out to me constantly, <laughs> just like, but, it, but, but it doesn't come natural to me. And so, so I'm working on that, but it's, um, but I love it. But, but it sounds like, you know, it's like, if you are in that role, rock it, you're beautiful. We need you and you're, and you're, and you're very um, needed in this world, but it's, it, it's it, but at the same time, you can also do other things. You can also be an entrepreneur. You can do other things if that's what you desire. And it's just like, and the achievements, sometimes they're not an, an award to put on the wall. They're actually your child. And I was just like, you know, think about the awards that I was like, yeah, I have a college degree. I'm much prouder of my kids than my college degree, quite frankly. And I was just like, I'm much prouder of other things than my college degree. And it was just like, and though it was great, I did it. I, it was a great achievement. There's so many other things I'm more proud of. Yeah. Yeah. I Can I just say one thing to that? Mm-hmm. I think the thing that I didn't hear you say was you were a teacher, uh, a partner, a parent, <laughs> a confidant, a housekeeper, probably a landscaper, a chauffeur, <laughs> a emotional support system, a supporter of like, those are the other pieces that I don't think we celebrate enough. Mm. Because if you look at what happened during COVID, most parents were like, I guess I have to teach from, I guess I have to teach my kids now. <laughs> And make money. (laughs) Somebody does, right? Like, and they're here and they're always here. Okay. So, and nobody can come over. So I am the everything now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even the, no matter if you have the support and help or not, right. 
Right. One thing that I feel like we should be celebrating more is you managed like literally, right? You literally ran an (laughs) entire company in probably your pajamas some days. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, some days. (laughs) (laughs) Because you think about all of the layers that it takes. And that is the part where, for me, that elevating, Mm. um, I, I, I want to, and I'm going to, I am mirroring this. This is not me being, uh, shame on you for not saying these things about yourself. I had someone ask me during South by last year, who's celebrating you? And I was just like, uh, well, I didn't tell anyone. Um, and she's like, well, it's too late. It's been recorded. Everybody can see it now. So celebrating you. And I, and I mean, I really just had to reflect on that moment. So I am now reminded that I am okay to be celebrated, but I also want to celebrate everyone else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was my piece about it. No, no. And it's it's perfect because I feel like so many times this is where we've had that clash. We talked about just a little bit earlier around the masculine versus the feminine energy and what we've been given in this world as entrepreneurs, especially female entrepreneurs, we've been given a very masculine game plan to play. And what, what's been missing for many of us is that feminine energy that goes into this. And we both carry both. We carry the masculine, we carry the feminine. And mm-hmm. I think we've been so heavy in the masculine and it points to something you said earlier around like this construct wasn't built for women. So if the construct and the language we've been given around business and around our life is a very masculine point of view, where is the, the, fe- the female or the feminine energy point of view coming in? Where is the language for us? And that's really what's been missing. And I love that you're bringing that into what you're teaching around finances, because I think it opens the door for women to hear you mm. because we are exhausted <laughs> from hearing the masculine so much. We're like, we're feel like, I feel like that's how we're losing ourselves, mm. right? And so now you're saying, hey, let's bring in this feminine energy. Let's talk about connection. Let's talk about other opportunities. Let's look at how this works with other people. Let's talk about relationships. Let's talk about all this again and bring them back in that connection that we do so well as women. Yeah. And we, and we do tell really good stories, Mm -hmm. which is grant writing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's narrative. It's the narrative, whether you're writing a grant or you're writing a proposal, we know how to tell a good story. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when you look at what you have to submit to get to get access to this funding, yes, there is some very much, you know, your metrics, your KPIs of those yep. sorts, but the majority of it, sometimes these things are 20 pages that you can write. Wow. I mean, of course, the, those are the, the big dog, multi-million dollar ones, but, you know, but again, it can my, be, it can be. Mm-hmm. It can be, right? And so you start to see women can elegantly share what we want to say yeah. with our, with our language. And that is the piece that I, I think we, we, we strive or I mean, we thrive in when it comes to writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so w- my, my point of saying that was like, don't shy away from the writing portion. It is just having to literally painfully read through <laughs> what it is they actually want from you you're golden you're golden it's just yeah. well we like, had to do that with like we were talking about what we teach inside of unlocking my millions it's like we had to take the business planning and to figure out what they're actually saying we had to deconstruct it for women yeah they're like this is what it says and 
this is what's the missing, but this is the language you're, and you're like, oh, that makes more sense. It's like, yeah, because it's an all analytical thought process, not the creative thought process. I mean, we need both in this when we're creating businesses. So yeah, that's my rant. That's, yeah. That's my piece. yeah. So Natalie, you gave us a link that we're going to have down below the podcast for free resources. What are those free resources? Sure. So there's a plethora of things in there. Um, <laughs> I, uh, so I'm, I'm a local ally for the SBDA and I make different resources to go into their digital resource library. Um, so that's why there's like a variety pack of what's in there. Okay. Uh, but there is going to be some more strategy and ideation tools, which are two different things. One is a, a logic model wiki that has been built in Notion. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the other is one that's been built in Miro, M-I-R-O. Logic modeling truly, if you're like, I don't know what to put into my grant. Right. Mm. That's where you can start. And you can start and it's very, very, very detailed. You can start by saying, here's the thing that I want to do. Okay, now backtrack. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, and like, here's the thing I want to do, and how do I show I've done it? Yeah. Right, and so that's how you end up getting your project plan, your evaluation plan, um, even pieces for your budget, because that's part of the logic model. Uh, and then there also is a grant checklist. So if you're like, how in the world do I even get started? Mm. You can go into that grant checklist. Um, if you are a chat GPT lover, <laughs> there are prompts in there for you to help uh, build your persona in a proposal okay. language in ChatGPT. Oh, um, and then there's also just like a guide, and it's it's truly like top ten idea, top ten things when you're going after funding, um, when you're finding the funding, right, right, right. Okay. How to make sure that it's legit. Do your research ask questions. I've been talking about this on social media. Like they have people you can talk to. Mm. Whoever is putting the funding out, um, as long as it's not like some massive corporation, like, like a Hello Alice, right? Like, I don't know if you'll get a human, yeah. right. but everyone out, like most of the other things, you should be able to get a human. Mm. And that's how you get started. One of the ways, if you have questions, go do it, go ask those questions. Um, and yeah, so that's, what's all in there. And there will be more things as I continue to, um, develop and share out. So there's going to be another one on the certifications that I mentioned. Okay. Uh, so that'll be in there soon as well. Nice. And well, oh, happy dance. I do. Happy I, dance. Do. Oh, I, I love that. That was, a, that was a great, um, information there about the women's, um, organization. Cause I'll definitely look in that one up. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We also have Natalie's website and places you can connect with her on LinkedIn and what was uh, the Instagram? Instagram. Yeah. I'm, sometimes I'm on TikTok. It's a lot, y'all. Yeah. TikTok is a lot. Our other, a lot. our other business partner loves TikTok. We're just like, I can't do it. <laughs> well, I will leave you for that. When you say that it's a lot, one of the things that what I will, I'm all, I always ask about women is where do you find your passion? So there's three modalities of marketing. One is the written word, mm. one is the voice, and one is the face, mm. right? So you have the written word, you have audio, like a podcast, like we're doing here, or you can be someone that loves to do video. And the thing is, you don't have to master them all. Mm -hmm. What I've learned around social media, having been in this world of it for the last 15 plus years, I've been back since like almost Facebook got started in the, the, the birth of, and what I will tell you and what I had to go back and remind myself is that it's about learning, learning one modality. Mm. Do you want to write? Do you want to speak? 
or do you want to do video and you don't have to do all three and choose the one platform where you want to show up consistency so that you don't burn out across all plans. Because if you're consistent, people will find you and they'll find things like this. People will resource you and they'll bring you back to other people. So don't feel like you have to do it all because that does not help you in your business. That actually tends to hurt you in your business. Yeah. So peace of mind around that one. Breathe a little bit and don't pretend you have to be everywhere because you create your algorithm. It doesn't get created for you. Mm. So take control of your marketing. Don't be used by it. That's my big push for all women. Mm. Too easy. Is that on a shirt? No, I need to put it on there, but it it really needs to be on the shirt. Yeah, no, that's making those. Yeah, she does find stuff. But yeah. But (laughs) you should you should use marketing as a tool. Don't be a tool inside of your marketing. (laughs) I get ideas and I'm like, I can make that. And I'm just like my go to it. I love it. I'm always down for a good t-shirt, like some sort of funky something on it with glitters. I will rock that for for y'all if they're- I might make that for you. I'm here for it. Like whether it's the next speaking thing that I do or whatever, I'll be like, so if you don't know, now you know. Yes. And these are the ladies you can talk to. (laughs) (laughs) And this is where we create collaboration because I don't want to be a grant specialist or financial specialist. I want to find the women that can do it better than me and connect you to them because that is our goal here because she really did say some great stuff. And if you want to know, did she really say that? There was lots of nugget bombs dropped on you guys. Lots of truth bombs. And thank you, Natalie, so much for joining us here today. It's been an absolute pleasure and we can't wait to continue connecting with you and having more women reach out to you around more finances, more more grants, more business, more fun. Let's do it. Let's do it. Appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Take care.